Welcome to Aligned Attraction, the go-to intimacy podcast for powerful women. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Lee Noto, master intimacy coach and psychedelic therapist, and I help powerful women like you unleash your wild feminine power so you can create heart-throbbing love. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts on love, sex, and relationships, and I'll also coach women like you to create the most delicious transformation in their love lives. You ready? Hey, beautiful. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. You're going to hear that this episode sounds a little different than the others, and that's because I recorded this as an Instagram Live. So in this episode, it is a Q&A style episode where I'm answering questions about needs and boundaries. So tune in. I can't wait to share more. And if you're curious about some of the, the resources that I'm referring to, check me out on Instagram at Leonodo underscore and register for the Needs and Boundaries workshop if that feels like a fit for you. And if you're a woman who is ready to feel fully expressed and empowered in sharing needs and boundaries. Enjoy the episode. Hello, hello. All right, we are going live. So I am live on two platforms right now. Facebook right here, Instagram right here. This is the first time I'm trying this, so we'll see how it goes. All right, so I'm here today to talk about needs and boundaries. And this has been a topic of a lot of conversation recently. It feels like it's my life story, basically. Not knowing how to communicate needs and boundaries. And I'm sure this is uh, maybe a similar story that many of you have as well. And um, I've been talking a lot about this because I've been thinking about what creates intimacy. I, I I talk a lot about intimacy. So what is it that creates intimacy? How do we get from being where we are to where we want to be, where we have this beautifully passionate, communicative, expressed relationship where we feel seen and held and supported and turned on and, you know, all of these wonderful things. So a big part of what allows us to create deep intimacy in our relationships is being able to speak our needs, being able to create boundaries, being able to feel safe in expressing. So I'm going to be diving headfirst today into questions that you all have been asking about needs and boundaries. Um, Something I want to share, though, is, you know, because we only have a short amount of time today, um, I can't I can't get to everything needs and boundaries and intimacy related, but um, I am hosting a workshop on Saturday, December 12th that I'll talk about multiple times throughout this live feed um, all about needs and boundaries. So we're going to do a deep dive for two hours on that Saturday afternoon from 12 to 2 p.m. Central about needs and boundaries. I'm going to post the link to that in the comments section of these videos Um, If you want to check it out, though, you can go to highpriestessworkshops.com and you can register for the Needs and Boundaries Workshop. Now, only note to that is this this workshop is for women and those who identify as women, non-binary folks who 
this resonates for. Um, so if you do not identify that way, send me a message. We'll find a way for you to get that content. Um, there will be many more workshops like this to come, and my goal is to be as inclusive as possible. So let's dive right in. I am really grateful to have gotten a lot of, uh, a lot of questions from you all about needs and boundaries. I know, especially around the holidays, it's, uh, it's a thing. Needs and boundaries is a thing that uh, we have to exercise, especially with family, um, with partners, with ourselves as well. So let's first talk about what a boundary is. Now, if we use the analogy of uh, a physical boundary, like a property line for a home, then a, a boundary is where your land ends and someone else's land begins. So quite literally, your neighbor could be crossing your physical boundary if their dog takes a poop on your lawn and they don't pick it up, right? That is a, a, a boundary violation. However, non-physical boundaries sometimes feel a little murkier or a little more challenging to address. So there are many kinds of boundaries in that regard. There aren't only physical boundaries, um, and I'll get to that in a second. But a boundary essentially is where you end and someone else begins. And that is inclusive of your physical space, your emotional space, your material possessions, your time, um, your sexual space, your intellectual space. So those are the different kinds of boundaries. And if you want to learn more about that, check out my latest post on Instagram. I talk about the different kinds of boundaries and simple things you can say to exercise boundaries given the type of boundary that is being crossed or that you want to exercise. So those are boundaries in a nutshell. And what boundaries are meant to do is to keep us safe. And there's a lot of misconception about boundaries. So let's debunk that because I saw a few questions about what boundaries are, how do we know when to set a boundary, um, how do we know when we're being too rigid or too loose in our boundaries. Um, first thing I'll say about that is boundaries are ever-changing. It's They're typically not a set it and forget it thing. Um, so given that boundaries can change, typically we set boundaries or we know a boundary is crossed and that that is very contextual and situational. So um, with that being said, knowing that our boundaries can change, it's really important for us to get a sense of what feels good for us and what doesn't feel good for us internally. So in terms of our emotions, our our physical space, etc. Um, so because they're ever-changing, Something to remember when learning about boundaries, which can help you have extra compassion, is that sometimes boundaries are going to be crossed. Now, it doesn't feel good typically when boundaries are crossed. However, sometimes it's how we know where a boundary is, is because it gets crossed. That is kind of par for the course with boundaries, especially as we're learning to navigate them and to speak up for our needs and to create boundaries for the first time. So if you find that your boundaries are getting crossed, something that I invite you to explore is, okay, you recognize a boundary's been crossed, maybe it's after the fact. When you have space for your own reflection, can you say, all right, 
what, what boundary do I think was crossed there? What didn't feel good for me? What didn't feel good about what that person said or did or what happened in the situation? Um, what would I have needed? Like what would have been better for me in that situation? What would have felt better? What would have felt more helpful, more supportive, more loving? And as you open that line of question, then you can start to get a feel for where the boundaries are. So I'm making hand gestures because we, we really can start to build a space the way we would construct a room in a home where we can feel the physical walls we can start to relate to our internal boundaries in a way that makes them more tangible for us. So things to remember are lots of compassion when you're learning about boundaries and how to set them and how to communicate them. It's okay if you don't feel like a pro at communicating boundaries. The more compassion you can have with um, understanding where they are, the easier time likely you'll have with learning. So if you're in a space, and trust me, I've been in this space many, many times, but if you're in a space where the boundary has been crossed and you're like, oh God, I can't believe I forgot to set that boundary. How did, how did I do this again? When am I ever going to learn? That doesn't always help with the learning process itself. And my, my guess is that you want to learn how to set boundaries. So the way to open the space up for something new to come in is love and compassion for yourself. And if you can extend love and compassion to others, although it might feel hard sometimes, especially if they're crossing your boundary, it can also help create um, a, a space for deeper reflection. Now, that is separate from a sexual boundary violation, a physical boundary violation where someone's health is is really at you know at stake there so um, alright so I want to get to some of the questions that you all ask and I want to thank you all for taking the time to write in and share questions about boundaries something that seems so intangible and so challenging to grasp um, okay so I, I talked about what a boundary is the different kinds of boundaries um, is it common to feel guilt when setting boundaries okay so that was a question that I received Yes, it's a very common response to feel guilty when setting boundaries, especially if you're not used to creating boundaries. Um, a lot of times, and some of the reasons why we have a challenging time creating boundaries, there are four or five main reasons. First one is fear. Fear of loss of love, fear of loss of connection, loss of safety, fear of loss of approval, fear of how someone's going to respond, fear of someone, fear of conflict. Um, so typically when fear comes up, we back down from the boundary, we become more flexible, we don't set it at all, we bite the bullet, and we go along with what other people want. Um, another reason we don't set boundaries is because we become ambivalent to them. We either don't think the boundary is going to be honored, or we've tried to set a boundary with this person before and it didn't really seem to go over well, so we become ambivalent or wishy-washy with the boundary. Um, another one is people-pleasing. So if you have a tendency around people-pleasing, or if this is what you saw growing up, um, or if this is what um, helped you create love and safety and connection at various points in your life, 
then it makes sense why people-pleasing would be there. And that's another reason why we don't honor or set boundaries. Another one is um, low self-worth. And trust me, I have been there. I spent most of my life in a place of low self-worth without even knowing it. And so what that looked like was uh, always being agreeable because I, I didn't perceive that I was worthy enough of standing up for what I wanted. And I was afraid that if I did, I would lose someone's love, approval, or connection because I wasn't at that time grounded enough in myself to say, hey, here's my opinion on it, here's how I feel, and this is a boundary that I'm going to create. So these are some common reasons for not honoring boundaries, not creating boundaries, and when we're new to creating boundaries, guilt can be an emotion that comes up, especially if we set a boundary, we try for the first time and we're like a little baby giraffe or deer that's walking and we're on wobbly legs, awkward, and then someone has a reaction. Angry, um, they pull away, they say, how could you, etc. So the one thing I'll say about this, and this is something I'm going to be addressing in, in more depth in um, my Needs and Boundaries workshop on December 12th, which I'll post a, a link to in the comments, um, is what do we do when someone has a response that isn't what we hoped for when we are exercising a boundary? So first thing is, is to get a sense for our internal landscape, because it's, it's often a default to react in response to something, whether the reaction is shutting down and curling inward and, you know, feeling ashamed, or the reaction is to project out and get angry and yell back and become defensive and everything in between. So as we are sharing boundaries for the first time, it can often be helpful, especially if guilt comes up, to journal it out or to write it out first. Get everything out that you want to share with this person um, and really see what's there for you. Really get a sense of how you feel, your emotions, your feelings, your physical sensations, your challenges, your fears. Because once you know where your stuff is, when someone else's stuff is coming at you, it's much easier to discern like, okay, that's yours, that's not mine, love you, and I know what's true for me. And that is another way we create boundaries, is knowing what's ours and taking responsibility for it, but also knowing what someone else is and not taking that on. Um, journaling it out. Also, if you're finding guilt come up, um, sharing, sharing it with someone. Practicing with someone who is not the person that you're going to set the boundary with so that you can run through some of the different scenarios or ways that that person might respond. So yes, to answer that question, guilt, um, you know, guilt is something that comes up and it's also, guilt can come up because we're reconciling a new part of our identity for the first time. If we didn't know ourselves as a person that created boundaries and now we are this person who is taking a stand for ourselves, there can be feelings of guilt because it's, it's something new. There might be a thought of letting others down, uh, of not being the person you used to be, what will people think? Um, know that, that those things can be par for the course. You're not alone. It's not weird or unusual. And the more we go inward to understand what's happening for us, 
the more we can be in acceptance of what comes up, whether it's guilt or something else. Okay, so another question I received is, um, let's see here. How do we set boundaries? Okay, so this is a really, really great question. Um, I also posted about this on Instagram. If you go back to um, one of my graphics, it's a three column graphic, and it's a graphic that talks about values, needs, and boundaries. So I'm gonna pull it up because I'm gonna share some examples from that. Um, oftentimes I hear from people, I don't, I don't even know what my boundaries are, so how do I set a boundary? Um, this is a really great activity to um, start to understand what our boundaries are, especially if we're not used to setting them. So first thing you're going to do is you're going to, on a piece of paper, divide your paper into three columns. And the first one is I value. So I value, you're going to write down the things you value. So if you, if you value creative flow, if you value quality time, if you value um, a slow morning, Go ahead and list your values out. And then next to each of those values, you're going to write what you need in order to honor that value. So if you like quality time, maybe you need focused one-on-one -on -one connection with your partner. In the next column, you're going to write what your boundary is, something that might encroach on that focused one-on-one -on -one time. So for me, the example is I value quality time, so I need focused one-on-one -on -one time with my partner. Therefore, I will honor that or set a boundary by saying we're going to have a weekly date night with no technology. That's a boundary. I am putting a boundary in place that when we are setting aside that one-on-one -on -one time, which is a need of mine, that the boundary is no technology. And if technology comes out, whether from me or from my partner, my boundary is being crossed. So that's one way to get a hold or get an understanding of what our boundaries are by looking at our needs and values. Um, that kind of segues into another question, which is how do we communicate once a boundary has been crossed? Okay, I also um, made a graphic about this that is on my Instagram page. Super, super easy format that I created um, that can really help us communicate when a boundary has been crossed. So if you look at the graphic, um, how to communicate when your boundary has been crossed, very literal title, um, there's an easy graphic that's a fill in the blank format. You say, my boundary was crossed when, so my boundary was crossed when you touched my upper thigh without my permission. I felt blank. I felt aggravated, I felt annoyed, and I felt unsafe. My need for blank was unmet. My need for um, consent was unmet. My need for consideration was unmet. And my need for physical space was unmet. And my request is that blank. So my request is that before you touch me, you ask for my permission. And that's a way to very clearly communicate when a boundary has been crossed that fully expresses when the boundary was crossed, what happened, so the actual observable data, how you felt about it, which allows the other person to connect to your emotions, how it felt for you when your boundary was crossed. For most people that have a general sense of empathy, they will be able to connect to, oh shit, wow, she felt sad when that happened, or she felt angry. I could totally understand why. 
and my need for blank was unmet. So now the person has an idea that your need for something was unmet, and that gives them uh, also an idea of what your needs are in this given situation. And then you make a request. This part is so, so important when you are communicating that a boundary was crossed to someone, because if you want to transform that situation and not have the boundary be crossed again in the future, then it's helpful that you make a request for your need and for your boundary. One of the big things here is taking radical responsibility. So as angering and annoying as it can be sometimes when our boundaries get crossed, we have to take responsibility for communicating that as, as much as we can, clearly, um, authentically, compassionately. And sometimes that means that we don't always communicate that the moment the boundary is crossed, unless we have a good sense for that. Sometimes it means that we go into some reflective space, we journal, we reach out to someone to ask for support, to understand what's happening so that we can go back and have a thoughtful and intentional conversation with the person who crossed our boundary. So um, for those last few things that I just hit on, if you check out my Instagram page, at Linoto underscore, I've made graphics for this. So take them, use them. Um, I, I encourage it. Um, for those of you um, that didn't hear this yet, I am going to be hosting a needs and boundaries workshop on December 12th from 12 to 2 p.m. Central Time. So it's going to be two hours of deep diving into all of this juicy stuff. And I'm going to be sharing a process that I developed during that workshop, which is a really simple but powerful process to have us relate more deeply to our emotions and what's happening inside of us so that we can really understand what our boundaries are and what our needs are. Because for so many of us, we weren't taught to recognize and communicate those things. So I'm going to drop the link for that in the comments to these videos. You can also go to highpriestessworkshopsplural.com and you can register there. Um, okay, so looks like we have time for a couple more questions here. Um, if anybody's on live and has a question, feel free to type it in. I would love to answer it. Um, so someone also shared that, um, okay, that my mom is always sending things to my kids and I've asked her to stop, but she keeps doing it. I have a small house and I hate clutter. So sometimes, and I find this to be true with parents, we exercise boundaries or we share boundaries and they're not always received. So there are a few options here that appear. Um, one is when I think of when that happens with me and my mom specifically, who loves to just run right past my boundaries, love her to death, um, I ask myself, I'll, I'll go inside first and I'll ask, okay, is there a place where I'm not being as clear as I could be? And using that template that I just shared is a great way to share boundaries and when they're being crossed. So go back to my Instagram page for that template on how to communicate when a boundary was crossed. Um, trying that on might be one. Um, and then, you know, really getting into sharing values. So a lot of times when boundaries are crossed, it's not expected that people share their values, but if we share something like, hey mom, listen, I, okay, so wait, values and empathy, so understanding, uh, this is a big one. Um, 
Here is a sample for how this conversation can go when someone crosses a boundary. Using this specific example, um, this person's mom's always sending stuff to the kids. She's asked her mom to stop because she hates clutter in the house. Um, so here's how a conversation could go. Hey mom, um, I know that you're showing love and care and affection when you send gifts to the kids. And I appreciate that quality about you so much. It really means a lot to me that you're showing love to my children. I know they're your grandchildren and you want them to feel loved. You want them to know grandma loves them and they're totally getting the message and they love you too. And one of my values is that we keep our house really tidy and neat. You know, it's, it's been something that allows me to feel like I have a more clear head, especially on busy days when I look out at the house and it's clean. I really value organization. I value spaciousness. And when we have a lot of toys and clutter in the house, um, I don't get to fulfill on my need for spaciousness and, and my value for space. And so my request to you is to please stop sending gifts. I would love to talk with you about other ways you can show the kids love if that's something you're open to, but this is a firm boundary for me. Is that something you can honor? And get the buy-in, ask the question, hey, I see you, I see where you're at, I appreciate what you're trying to do here. People just wanna be leveled with, especially moms. Like moms want so much to love on us most of the time. So if we can express and show like, listen, I get where you're at, I love you, I thank you for what you're doing, and um, this is crossing my boundary, this isn't meeting my needs, this isn't honoring my values, can we talk about another way for you to get your needs met and for me to get my needs met? Then it becomes a conversation about mutual respect, mutual understanding, mutual buy-in, and co-creation. Because then mom can say, oh, sure, well, I'd love to just drop by and visit the kids more often, or I'd love for you to fly them down to me on summer break. And then there's an open conversation that allows you to get creative about um, how you're solutioning with someone. It allows people to be heard, to feel seen, to feel loved, uh, to feel empathized with, allows you to get your needs across. So hope that answers that question. Um, all right, I've got time for one more question. Um, if anybody on live has a question, if not, I'm going to go to the ones that were sent in. Um, so let's see. Okay, I'm afraid my loved one's feelings will change towards me when I set a boundary. Um, this is a big one. So feeling afraid of hurting someone's feelings, feeling afraid of someone's reaction, feeling afraid of losing love or being um, disapproved of. This is a huge one uh, when we're talking about boundary setting. Um, first part of this in what I shared before is getting really clear on what is yours? So getting clear on when it comes to setting this boundary, what your fears are, what your needs are, what your values are. And again, you can refer back to my Instagram post um, on this. Oh, I just learned that there's no sound. Oh, oh my gosh. I've been recording this entire Facebook Live over here. And there's been no sound. Okay. Now there's sound, I think. Ah, okay. 
anyway, we return to the show. So, um, referring back to the Instagram post about needs, values, and boundaries, um, and then, yeah, I know, I just, I just unplugged the microphone. Thanks. Such a great partner. Okay, there's sound on Instagram. Rad. Thank you. Okay, so um, how are we responding when there's fear of expressing a boundary? So first, getting clear on what's ours. What are our needs? What are our values? What are our boundaries? There's still no sound. So lame. Oh, sorry on Facebook. There's no sound. Um, I'll try to work on that. However, if you are on my Facebook feed, oh, okay. I'm not gonna do technical repairs right now. So people are just gonna watch my lips move on Facebook. Um, okay. So, um, what, babe? Okay, it's okay. It's, it's all good. Um, I'm just going to end the Facebook video. And we're going to continue on. All right. So, with reconciling that, getting an understanding of how you feel and being real and honest about it. Maybe it's in a journal. Maybe it's somewhere else um, with a friend. But starting to journal out or reflect on the fact that you do feel guilty about setting boundaries or that you do feel hesitant or scared about what someone's going to um, say or how they're going to respond. Um, now, this might be something that you keep to yourself. And if you decide to share this with the person with whom you're setting a boundary, there is an opportunity and a space for empathy and for the other person to be in your experience with you. So for example, if I want to set a boundary with my partner and I say, hey, listen, I'm feeling really scared about this. Like, I feel nervous to set this boundary because honestly, I'm afraid of how you're going to respond. There's a little space for him to be like, oh, wow. Okay, she's having an experience right now of feeling scared. I get it. And if that person is present enough with you, they can be there with you and be like, okay, it's all good. You don't have to be scared. Tell me what you want to tell me. So being honest about how we feel when setting boundaries and sharing that, just sharing straight up like, hey, listen, I actually feel guilty about this. Um, now, that's that's one approach to it is getting honest and real about it. And I invite that, especially if it's even, you know, a personal reflection um, and also understanding truly where your boundaries are, where you're flexible and where your non-negotiables are. So there might be certain things that you're flexible with, like, hey, I'm flexible about when the dry cleaning is picked up, but I am non-negotiable on the fact that it needs to be picked up and it needs to be picked up by you because I have a day full of meetings. So understanding where the flexibility is and where the non-negotiables are so that when you go into the conversation, you're really clear on where those lines are and you can, you can exercise them. Um, also, if um, fear is coming up, slowing down, just slowing way down, because a lot of this is an embodied experience as well as a verbal communicative experience between two people. 
if you're feeling emotions, slowing down, taking a deep breath, asking for a moment, taking a pause, taking a drink of water, really understanding what you need to feel safe in expressing. And, you know, something I'll say is, um, it's great when someone else is anticipating our needs and says, hey, do you need a minute? And it's also our responsibility to take care of that. We can't expect others to do that for us. So know what your needs are or, or anticipate as much as you can what your needs are before going into the conversation. So a need might be, all right, I might need to take a minute because this feels really nerve wracking for me. So one of the tools I'm going to use is deep breath. Or I might need to step away for a moment. So one of the things I might say is, hey, I need a minute. I'm going to use the restroom real quick and I'll be right back. So starting to prepare yourself um, with those kinds of uh, phrases, with the tools and with the awareness before you go into those conversations. Okay. Um, that is what I've got for you today. I have so many more questions to answer that came in. So I will do a part two to this. I am actually late for another call, but I'm so happy to be here. Um, I'm going to be doing a deep dive on needs and boundaries on Saturday, December 12th from 12 to 2 PM central standard time. I'm going to drop the, um, the link to that in the comments of this video. So check it out and register. Um, note, this workshop is for um, those who identify as women, non-binary folks who this description resonates with. Um, I will be doing broader workshops in the future to include everyone, which I'm really excited about. Um, but go ahead and check out highpriestessworkshops.com to register or visit the comment that I'll put in this video. And keep the questions coming. Please feel free to direct message me send me questions. I'll put them in the queue and I'll come back on live and I'll answer them. Thank you so much for joining. I'm so glad it was helpful and I'm sending you all much love and good vibes. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to the show and spread the love by sharing this episode out on social media and to all the powerful women in your life. And if you're ready to play full out and create heart-throbbing love, hop on over to my website to see all the juicy ways you can do just that. www.leenoto.com Fellow wild woman, I appreciate you. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and all the good vibes.